Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Ford's Dyer Stout. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today, we are bringing you one of the faces of PFL Europe. It is the one and only. He is a first round finishing merchant. It's Nate Kelly. How are you doing, man? Yeah, man, doing good, doing good. Um, just over a week out now from the fight, so. Uh... Trimming down on the calories, drinking a heap of water, and you know what I mean. Just looking after my body more, so um, a lot of recovery work, massages, and stuff like that, just to keep myself ticking over. And then, yeah, fly over to New York on Monday. Yeah, Ross, oh, you're great man. at giving massages, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think anyone's happy, happy endings. They <laughs> 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 uh, tell us this. How surreal does that sound? How surreal? You're gonna fly over to Madison Square Garden and fight in the Mecca. You know what? I was, I was, I was actually like downplaying it a lot because I didn't want to be too pig-headed about it, and and I didn't want to like run away about the idea of where I am because I'm never happy with where I am. You know what I mean? I can't always want to get to the next, the next best thing. You know, the next chapter and always improve. But I actually was doing a good bit of self-reflecting the last week or so, and I just said to myself because like that, that uh, two years ago. Um, I'll have me kind of come back for it and stuff like that after going through a, a rough patch in my life. And well, it, it was me come back for two years ago, and I put in a year of work leading up to that. But before, like Jordan lockdown and the years of year or two before that, would have had a rough kind of a rough few years and in, in myself mentally and physically and stuff like that. So when I actually put it into context of where I came from to not wanting to even be in here anymore and fucking wanting to kill myself and shit and to 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 making a life change and bettering myself and 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 you know what I mean just trying to focus on the the task at hand which was always just to be a champion you know what I mean and I committed to doing it and then fast forward two years from fighting up in Belfast and like in a bowls hall or whatever like that to the mecca of combat sports or even just sports in general and um, Madison Square Garden yeah it's quite it's actually amazing you know what I mean but. I have the whole Kobe Bryant mentality of like you know the job's not done and when when I win on on next Friday I think then I'll reflect and look back and go oof that was fucking that was one to remember you know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. absolutely love it, boy. I love the honesty as well, and like that's why it's amazing to have you on. Before we get any further, Friday the eighteenth, Nate Kelly is fighting MSG, baby. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nate, I don't want to touch on it too bad, but like obviously you, you said you were suffering with your mental health, uh, and you know, you even said there like you know you, you thought of killing yourself at one stage, and like obviously that's that's no no laughing matter. You know what I mean? So, uh, what wh- when were you at your lowest, and then like what got you out of that hole? Was it your training? Was it fighting, or was it? Did you have a conversation with someone, or how did you get out of that pit? Um. Yeah, well, I, feel, I feel like what got me in the hole was so. Obviously, I, I, I turned pro. I lost my first two fights, and um, took them took them pretty hard. Well, the first one especially, I took very hard. If you're a pro debut, you lose it. In it, in it. I never got. I only lost ever by decision in my life, and I got TKO'd. And I just, it just, and I, the build up to the fight, I did all the weight cut wrong, and 
you know what I mean? Over the course of six weeks, I was killing myself to make way. And then I go out and lose and get embarrassed and face the reality of combat sports, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, it doesn't always go smooth. But sat at home, bleeding, eating Ben and Jerry's pizza, take away, you name it, put on a heap of weight. Then I got a fight again, Pavel in the tree arena, took that, lost my split decision and was just so close to winning. And I just said, nah, something needs to change. And then I ended up fighting then. I featherweight, moved up to fight a featherweight and I won. But at the time, I was kind of I was kind of at the top of the pile in Irish MMA and my weight division and it was hard to get matched. A lot of people wouldn't take fights and stuff like that. So I kind of went through a stage of frustration. And then discipline started to fade away and I wasn't, because I was frustrated, I wasn't told to train as much. And then Barry, who was my, my coach at the time, he just, he was seeing, it was, it was reflecting on him then that he, my, my lack of discipline was leading into his life then and he was like, fuck this, I'm not going to put all this in. In, in into into I'm not gonna play go all in if you're not going all in and he's like I'm taking a step back I don't want to do this anymore so I was like right I'm gonna take a step back myself so took the step back from fighting and then just focused on jiu-jitsu so you could say I had a a less competitive lifestyle you know what I mean there wasn't so much drive because I didn't have to be a fighter I didn't have to do that and I took the break and ultimately I think that led to me deterioration uh, because. Obviously, now looking back in hindsight, I realised that fighting and the discipline that it brings and the the schedule of fighting every so so often, every few months or whatever, was what kind of kept me afloat and kept me mind at check for. Because there was a few years of me, my teenage years, and I was, yeah, everyone has like trouble at home, family problems and stuff. And I think that MMA really was my saving grace during all that. And I didn't realise it until I stopped doing it. You know what I mean? So mm. when I stopped doing it, then. And I was just training jiu-jitsu. I was like going out with my mates more. And I was only training two, three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, say. And doing whatever I wanted then. Drinking. Started to party a lot more. And fucking messing around with fucking with drugs and shit. You know what I mean? And mm. doing all that stuff that, that I should just... Fresh and athlete just doesn't do. And um, that just... Over over the course of years, it just wears away at you. Wears away at you. And I actually started to go into a like a bad spot around then and then I, you know, just didn't didn't see didn't see any hope for myself. Then I end up kinda of getting all that little bit of a hole and I and I fixed myself up a little bit through just, you know, self awareness, trying to get myself right, get myself better and not 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 keep myself stuck in a rut all the time. I, ultimately I was working a job I didn't necessarily like either as a manager and Aldi as doing long hours and stressful stressful times. Then COVID hit yeah, the only really long hours again, 50, 60 hours a week was mental. And then coming home, my mom, my dad weren't working, my sisters at home, we're all on top of each other. We just, and that's just not the recipe for me that I needed, you know what I mean? And I think I started, to, I just went back downhill again in Jordan that stage and started messing around again. And um, yeah, there was just one point I remember just sitting there and I think, I think, I remember my sister wasn't in the house, my ma wasn't in the house, just one, one particular day. My sister wasn't in the house, my ma wasn't in the house, my dad wasn't in the house. And I was sitting there drinking on my own in the gaff, you know what I mean? And I was just overthinking things and I literally just, I was like, I just said to myself, uh, I just, I just like, it was like a man with a character, it's like, man, what are you fucking doing with yourself? Like, look, it was like a, a Wednesday or something, you know what I mean? I'm sitting there in the gaff drinking by myself, I was like, what are you fucking doing? Like, and I was like, Nah, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to see what I can do and get myself out of this route again. So I text John, John Cavanaugh. I was like, "Fucking, 
was like, because it was on my mind, I was like, the more, all, over the course of COVID, I was kind of like, oh, I need to get back doing MMA and blah, blah. I started to realise that that was really mm. the, 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 the key factor to me being a healthy, living a healthy life. And uh, I remember, it was on my mind to text John for days, and then I just texted him uh, before that. Um, I was I was just like that in a row, and I was like saying to myself, like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And there was that 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 wasn't even the point that I thought I, I wanted to fucking end end it all. Like there was a stage in my life before that where the first kind of row I was in, where I was like deteriorating more mentally, and then it was leading into physical physical health problems. I was really weak and not weak, but really losing a lot of weight and from from just just abusing my body and abusing everything. And uh, I actually had that kind of suicidal top side there and I scared myself and I was like, fuck, we need to get we need to get this shit back on track, you know what I mean? And like like that it took it took having that thought to actually go, what the fuck man, this is you're way too young to be thinking this shit. And then when I found myself during COVID kind of going back down that road again, I was like, nah, I I I sussed it out early, you know what I mean? Uh well early ish, it was it was earlier than what I did the last time. And I was like, nah, fuck this, I'm getting back on it. So I, I texted John, I was like, look, I want, want to get back fighting MMA. What, like, what's the story? And he said, come down, we train at this time. You're more than welcome down whenever you want. So I, I texted him, got back into it. And I, to this day, it was the best decision I've, I've ever made because I don't know where I'd be with myself now, doing what, what I'd be doing with myself, you know what I mean? If, if I didn't do it and made the commitment because it really gave me a new lease of life. It gave me a sense of, a sense of self-purpose a sense of self-worth and it really brought back the old the old Nate that I used to have now that kid who had these dreams like I used to have almost fucking two ambitious dreams you know what I mean almost delusional dreams but I think in this game if you really want to make it, you almost have to seem delusional you know what I mean and it brought all that side back to me and I really felt the the benefits of being around a good team everyone who's driven and everyone who's wanting to be successful in what we do and that's the biggest, the biggest factor in me, in, in me getting back to, to myself, a sense, surround myself with people who are like-minded, have the same goals and people who really want the best for you. But ultimately it was just a bit more self-awareness, a bit more maturity and, you know, just belief in myself that I actually can do something, can be a champion if I put my mind to it. And I've, I've, I've kept that mindset right up until now and I will keep that mindset going forward. Nate, Nate, that, that was, was absolutely beautiful, powerful. man. And honestly, like you look fantastic these days. Like, like all the clips you've been putting out, like you, you, you look like a new man. You look like way more confident than like you're on a winning streak now. And I think everyone can see it. So, like, what you just said there was uh, very emotional. And like a lot of people that tune in, like, are going through through hard times and they don't really know what to do. But they just brought it back to ba- like if they just bring it back to basics the way you have. I mean, who knows what you can achieve, Ross? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, that that was that, that was actually very powerful, uh, Nate, and it, it was great to hear it. Um, when you said you texted John that time, was, was that like almost like the moment in your head that you joined SBG Ireland as well? Was that? Yeah, like it was on my mind for like just say, just say, just say it was the month of April, right? Mm. Just say it was the month of April from like the start of April. I was like, I need to get back doing it, and I kept I kept having like um, epiphanies of me fighting again, mm. and like these vivid dreams and, and, and daydreams of me, like, getting out and, and, and getting in a fight. And the more I was having these dreams, I was getting butterflies and I was getting excited. And I was, like, and I was trying to, I was, like, right now, you're getting these feelings. Fucking got run with it. You know what I mean? You're not getting these feelings for no reason. And then I was on my mind to text him for ages. And I, I knew I was going to text him. I just needed to get that that day that I, that I 
I did it, you know what I mean? That, that I actually did it. And it was that day that I was sitting at home drinking fucking Jemmy and Coke or something on me by myself. Four stars like, stout. Four stars stout. Yeah, four stars <laughs> stout. That, that'll be the next one after this fight. That'll be the next one after this fight, 100%. But drinking, drinking by myself in the gap. And I was like, you know what, man? At least he was looking at the glass in my hand. I was like, I was like, fuck this. And then I, I put it down, text him, and then just literally switched. Like, it was, it's mad. After being in such a rut and you feel like you never get out of it, just one one decision can change our life. Literally one decision. And my decision was just to text John and say, what's the story about joining? And when he said, yeah, come down, I was like, now now we fix everything. Now we do it. And it's, it almost sounds almost fake because you, how, how can you just change your life off at one, one moment like that? But for me, that's what it took. You know what I mean? Everyone else is different. But for me, that it just took that one moment to, to go, nah, this isn't it, man. And, and, and thankfully... Thankfully, luckily for me, I've, I saw I saw the, the other side of the coin. I saw the, the clear our picture, and I'm I'm in the great position now from it. Like, and have yeah. you had that conversation with John that you let him know that you're in such a bad place since since you've joined? Uh, nah, I have. I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily say because I wasn't looking for sympathy or anything mm. like that. I no, was, I know. Not but me. like more was... when you got to a better place, did you go? You know what? When I actually first joined, I was I was, I was in bits. Not, not even because uh, not, not that I don't like talking about. It. I just, mm. I just like fuck it. it's past me now. Look, what why talk about the past? Let's let's just build on the future. Now I'm obviously going away from, uh, next week, so may uh, it's very rare that I have a lot of a long time with John. You know what I mean? So mm. now I'll probably have a bit more time to discuss. What's the Yeah, yeah, yeah. the show. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But uh, I can, I can yeah. have a bit more one to one, bit mm. more of a of human human conversation with him uh, about that because I don't really like fucking I'm not just not I'm not one to look for sympathy boys or look for attention through any of that shit you know what I mean I'm just like fuck it it happens let's just move on you know what I mean and I feel like some people almost thrive on using other people's sympathy for them Mm. to to get to get to benefit themselves in life and it's just not my buzz so like now, now that I'm in a better state mm. of mind, and I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not in that stage where like I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself or sympathetic for myself. Now I maybe I can be more open about that, and we'll see. Now I'll probably have to chat with him next week. Yeah. Yeah, the the only people who uh, are being felt sorry for these days are the people who have to stand across the cage from uh, Nathan Kelly come fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dead right. And people who listen to this show. Match, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I suppose that you said let's look towards the future. Um, obviously, you know, we'll we'll we won't go too far back in the past, but obviously th- this run with uh, PFL. Obviously, you were in Bellator, then you fought in Centurion, now you're in the PFL. This run with PFL has been absolutely epic. I feel like they've shone a great spotlight on you. You have the likes of Sean O'Connell, Dan Hardy, Kenny Florian, Ray Seffo. They're all singing your praises. Like they're all doing it on camera as well, uh, which is great to hear. What's it like when you hear names of that elk speaking so highly of your skills and your abilities? Yeah, it's it's nice, man. It's it's nice to know that you know these these lads who have been there done it. They respect your skills. They respect you as a person, and they respect the patch around. You know what I mean? I think it's it's uplifting. You know what I mean? It's uplifting in a way, especially when I actually fought in um, Cardiff against Ben Ellis. Uh, there was like a like an after party after, and with PFL they brought everyone out to dinner, like a winners dinner, we'll say. And Oiga rocked up a bit late, and and Kenny Florian was there. Uh, I'll tell you, everyone was there, but I walked in and it was like mental. It was really busy. I was kind of just looking around, going, "What the fuck? What's going on here?" Like, 
And Kenny Florian seeing me coming in, he seen I was a bit like flustered about like what's going on here. And he actually shouted out, he's like, There's Nathan Kelly right there. Come on, sit down beside me. So he sat down but kept the seat for me. And it was like something out of a fucking a, a film. I sat down next to him. Uh Pete Murray, the CEO of the company, comes up and goes, uh Nate, anything you want to eat or drink is on the house. They put a table in front of me, they put a tablecloth, cutlery, plates, everything, you know what I mean? It was just whipped down in front of me and it was just all within a matter of like ten seconds. It's like sit there next to Ray, have have a bit of dinner with Ray and blah blah blah. So I was kind of like, what the fuck? And then Kenny was, t- was talking. To, I was talking to Ray about my aspirations, and he was telling me about the company, and that's all in my hands to to, to be a champion. And it's not up to anyone else. It's up to my work rate and my determination. And then I was sitting next to Kenny then and talking to Kenny about life and getting some life advice and tips around the sport from him. And he was he he's fucking sound boys. I I have a great time for him. Even after my last fight. In Florida, he was so busy with the production team and blah, blah, blah. I didn't even get a chance to have a chat with him. And like a, a few days after I went home, then he, he took his time out of his day to text me personally on Instagram and basically said, sorry, I didn't get a chance to catch up with you. And he just went through, uh, like, just went through a lot of points in how much I improved from my last fight and my demeanor, how much my demeanor looked different and how much, how calm I looked and blah, blah, blah. And then he just put a little quote of like, it was some quote from like, uh, about the way I've been a warrior and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, I, I fucking really appreciate that a lot. You know what I mean? Because like, he didn't have to send me a message. It was like two or three days later, the fact that he was even still thinking of me to send it. You know what I mean? I was like, that goes a long way. They're telling me, mad, well, I'm leaving Kenny Florian text me. Telling me, mate. You know what I mean? Me and Kenny are like that now. You know what I mean? But, uh, now, it's, it's nice to know that these lads who have been there done it, they've seen a lot of faces, they've seen a lot of people come and go, that they're respecting, respecting me as a fighter and how I handle myself inside and outside the cage. And ultimately that, I'm going in and beating these lads in, in a manner that, you know what I mean, is, is impressive. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to know that they have such high regard for me. Like, Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose with the PFL, I, I suppose everything is sort of season-based with them. And I know the the featherweight tournament is sort of going on as we speak. I think we're at the finals now. But uh, is that where you want to be next? Next in the next season, you want to be in the million dollar tournament with the likes of Brendan Lochnane and and those lads in there. Yeah, I want to be there now. I've I signed a five fight day with them initially. This is going to be my third fight uh, with them. So I have two more. So I'd like to be on the Dublin one in December, and then maybe get back on that challenger series again in Florida and win that and then that'll be the last fight in the contract to then lead into the season then next year that's what that's what I have in my head what I'd like to happen whether it happens or not it's out of my control all I can control is winning winning each fight and making the opportunities come my way so that's what I want to do I feel like by the end of these fights I'll be ready for it Um, I feel like I'm ready for it now anyway you know what I mean I feel like I'm at a high level anyway and I feel like I'm I'm in, I'm on a good run but um, ultimately I'm going to get this contract done with uh, like I said three more fights two after this next one rock them out get a nice fight in the three arenas fucking pack out the place have a good crowd show PFL how much I'm worth to them in, in Ireland and sell loads of tickets and bring in a good bit of revenue for them and show that I'm a, I'm a good asset to have and then you know win that Challenger Series contract again hopefully get to the final and win it this time and then uh yeah, go in and, and show what I'm about and try and earn a million dollars then next year, you know what I mean? Yeah, the fight and pride of the north side. Forget about that south side crap. The, the north side. That's, that's, that's yeah, what the three really is. Lads. 
<laughs> yeah, but like I suppose the Irish contingent is uh, ever growing in PFL as well. Like, uh, yeah. you know, we've seen Miles Price fight, you know, the likes of Jeremy Stevens and uh, uh, or Jeremy Stevens and uh, Anthony Pettis. I, I know he was unsuccessful, but like, great to see him in there doing that. Like, obviously now Franz Malambo's on the European Series uh, yeah. uh, tournament. You know, he's already in the semi-finals, as is uh, John Mitchell and Dylan Tuke. So like. There's there's plenty of Irish that are, are knocking around. Um, obviously, your path seems to be somewhat different to them, and I suppose that probably is maybe down to the way the guys see you. Do, do you feel like your your style and like the presence you bring and like the fact that you're knocking people out and submitting them in the first round, and, and sometimes you're doing both in the one fight, um, do, <laughs> do you feel like that's actually uh, make, make a difference and that's why you're on a card like an MSG as opposed to on a European series? I think so. Like, and I, I was going to be a, a, a fucking arrogant in, in one way that, like, I was told I was going to be in this featherweight European tournament when and my fight in Cardiff was to basically solidify that. And I think I went out and smashed up Ben Ellis in such a way that they actually said, look, I think we found that featherweight that we want to go into the tournament. That's personally what, mm-hmm. I, what I perceived it as, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but... That's what I perceived it as. I thought they said, you know what, this guy is shit hot. I fucking handled myself well on fight week. I was having, I had a meeting with the commentators like Kenny, uh, Sean and Randy Couture before the fight. And they're like, what do you think of getting on the ESPN slot? And I was like, lads, you probably think I'm talking shit. And, and, and I know I can say all these words and it only matters that on the night when I show up, I'm going to go in and smash this lad up just because he was after giving me this opportunity. It's like, he's probably going to crumble under the pressure. Some people, when they're under the, the big lights and when the, when the lights are on them and it's a big event, they crumble. But it's like, I, I rise to the occasion all the time. I always I feel like I'm, I'm I actually, and, then, like, and I said in an article, way, I feel like I'm meant to be here. I go, so I'm going to go out, I'm going to beat the brakes off this lad and prove it to you. So it's like, he's, can take me awards for a face value, whatever you want. I go, so I can talk as much shit here to you as I'm just going to show you on the night that investing in me because I was meant to be fighting after the main event in Cardiff and then there was a few pullouts and they gave me the opening uh, card slot of the main card there as well. And I was like, look, lads, thanks for the opportunity and I'm going to make it worthwhile giving me this opportunity and show that, you know, it was it was worthy, a worthy investment giving me the chance. And I did that and I think they were like, fuck. And then I was showing a bit of character after, you know what I mean, talking to the camera and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know what I mean? kind of the, the little bit of crazy came out me in a way or the, the cogginess or whatever like that you know what I mean I think they liked it and just I think they just got a good boy about me and that's why ultimately they are, they're, they're giving me this this opportunity that's a little bit different to the rest of the lads you know what I mean and I appreciate that and it doesn't go unnoticed and that's why I feel like I want to perform even better I want to do all these things because if they're putting the investment and the time and the trust in me to do it it's like job satisfaction. I'm gonna make sure that I can perform and the, to the best of my ability on the night and keep them, and keep impressing them, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they, they also they also saw the amount of interactions you were getting that night as well. Like, I mean, we know for sure at the at the end of uh, 2020, the, to the end of last year, we did uh, who's the best pro male fighter of the year, and like you won it by like a landslide, and there was loads of people in there from. Uh, Reese McKees to Ken Lockrans to Ian Gary's like you won it by a landslide. So it goes to show the support you have as well and the support you had online as well. They're like, look, this fella, this fella, people want to see this guy. Yeah, like uh, I'm very grateful that I had the support I have in fairness yeah. because I, I'm, I'm like the kind of I always saw myself as like the dark horse, the one that no one really mm. knows about. But I always even 
in on the reason I always felt like I was the, the best athlete. I just never, I just felt like I didn't have the, the like. I didn't have the, as as big as a platform to show it, or, or else maybe my social media game lacked a little bit, and I didn't yeah. really publicise myself as much as I should have. And I, that was the reason why I was kind of just kind of faded away into the back behind all the lads who are better at it. You know what I mean? But I always felt like I was at the top of the top of the pile in regards to that. Anyway, so it's nice to know that some of the people around are seeing that you know I, I, there is a good bit of talent there and there's a good bit of skill there from me and like. I, I feel like I'm one of the best athletes to come out of this country, regardless. Anyway, I just like, and like I said, I can keep saying all this shit, but I just each mm. fight I'm just gonna keep showing it. Each fight I'm gonna keep showing that my skill level is very very high. I'm adaptable to any opponent, and I'm and I'm I'm well well drilled in every single position. If it's striking, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, whatever, I just have to show show on the night show each fight at a time, and it's only a matter of time before people realise that. Fuck this kid is this kid is actually one of the best and the one is really really legit. You know what I mean? And one yeah, more for the bad guy. No, <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? I think it was one of those things, uh, Nate. Like I think first time I had we had the proper look, is obviously when you fought Cham. Like obviously I'd seen 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 you before, but we're like right, well this is a. A good litmus test, you know. Sham, I think, was six now going into it. Yeah, he was on the field. Highly touted going into it, and then like you won the first round, and then like I think uh, when you fought in Bellator, then you're fighting Scott Pedersen. I mean, he might not have the best record on paper, but he only fights like really tough guys. And then you you went out and beat him, and then you know we saw you fight Ben Ellis. Uh, what's it called uh, in your Blew first PFL fight? Uh, he he was a uh, four four and one, and like you know he was four and one on cage war as well against like. Yeah, I I genuinely thought he was going to be the toughest mm-hmm. fight in my life because he just looked like an absolute warrior. He did, he had some heart and he he just it was a grindy, gritty fucker. And now he's like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like, I was like, oh, it's going to be a three round war. That probably mm-hmm. you know what I mean. The fella just has an iron chin. But, yeah, and like yeah. The, in his backyard, basically, yeah. Like, and I think you are probably the biggest unknown in Irish MMA at the moment. Not that people don't know who you are, as in like. We actually have no idea what your ceiling is. That's what I'm getting at. Like, every time you've stepped up a level in competition, it's been the same result. It's been, you've absolutely blown through them. So I'm, I'm sitting here watching every single time being like, right, like, is this guy across the cage going to give him the challenge that he needs? And, like, it just hasn't happened yet, which is crazy to see. But, like, that's what makes it so exciting. And that's what makes you must-see TV. Yeah, like, I'm, like I literally feel like... I'm at a certain level and no matter who steps across that for me against in that cage is like like I cannot even though you have to have respect for the opponent and you never take them I just feel like I cannot pass up my skills to make them seem somewhat better in a way you know what I mean and I feel like when I fought Scott Pedersen I kind of did that I kind of respected him a little too much and I was because obviously he actually had more fights than I had like across amateur like if you mix amateur and pro like he only fought way more experienced competition through all the OMFs. And I kind of respected that a little bit. I was like, right, this lad's been there and done it. And I actually held back on my performance a little bit. The killer instinct in me wasn't there because I respected him a lot. And I rocked him early. I could have probably finished him one or two points in the fight. And after the fight, I was like, never again am I showing someone that much respect that I'm actually going to hold back my own skills. And that little fire into my belly. And since then, I've just, I've been using that fire to, to like, Although you have to obviously respect the opponent, blah blah blah, but 
I'm not fucking, I'm not, definitely not diminishing my skills from now on. And if I feel like I'm a way higher level than them, I'm going to emphasize on that and, and, and show that in the case that, you know, I'm not going to give you a second to even think and I'm going to go in and break you up. Like, so the minute I come up against someone who's obviously a bit more experienced and stuff like that, um, and it'll be a different challenge, obviously the mindset, will we'll have to adapt to it in that sense. But for now, for these lads who I obviously think I'm definitely better than, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give them the light of day. I'm not going to give them a chance to even have it even the slightest bit of confidence in the cage, you know what I mean? I'm going to get in and, and, and make sure that from, from the bell, they know that I'm the dominant fighter and that they're going to be looking for a way out. And as long as I keep having this this mindset, this approach, I think I'll take out a lot of people and finish a lot of people. And uh, yeah, it's just about, like I said, me talking shit, sure, saying all this, I just have to do it. And I know I can do it, you know what I mean? So it's just about me going in and hitting people so hard that they just shit their jocks and they want to find a way out. If it's If it's diving for a double leg or if it's just fucking taking the beat and letting the ref stop you know what I mean that's what I'm gonna go in I'm gonna I'm gonna impose my will on these bitches you know what I mean so yeah that's that's, that's the plan yeah all over them like pepper sauce and a steak Basil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not bad uh, <laughs> good reference with the shit Ross uh, Nate Nate Kelly how, how'd you get the job done on PFL on the 18th of August which is a Friday against Damien Nelson is it gonna be around one or like what were we sticking the house on um, I'm going to come out to try finish around one. You know what I mean? I always come out with that aggression that, that could potentially lead to a finish in round one. But depending on how he reacts to me, pressure, how he reacts, you know what I mean? I feel like he, this guy is more of a kickboxer. He doesn't really like to grapple and stuff like that. But I've seen a few holes in his game that I'm going to try to capitalize on. Um, and we'll see how he deals with that. If, uh, excuse me, if he panics and, and, it, Obviously, the pressure of fighting Madison Square Garden in front of his hometown and his friends, his family, if that gets to him, I think I'll crumble him inside one. If not, it'll be round two. I feel like I'm going to finish him inside two rounds. Um, I feel like, obviously, I always feel like there's knockout, There's always a knockout in me because of the power I possess in my hands. I'm hearing hearing the hearing the feedback from my coaches. Um, I started working with Stephen O'Rourke from O'Rourke's gym. He's my boxing coach, my main boxing coach, and, and since I've been with him, he's, he's, he's obviously an experienced boxing coach, held pads for a lot of lads, and he's telling me that there's serious, serious power in my shots, mm. as, as well as Dave. Dave has been telling me since day one that I hit as hard as the next the next guy up in the next few eight divisions up in the gym. He says I'm one of the hardest hitters he's held pads for. So obviously now there's knockout power there. So mm. it's about me using that to make him basically panic and then see, see what way he reacts. If he tries to grapple... That's my game. I'm a, I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I'm a serious grappler. So whatever way the fight goes, I feel like it's going to be played into my hands. So I'm going to get in his face, hit him hard, very early, see what way he reacts. And ultimately, I feel like I can finish this fight anywhere on the feet, on the ground, makes no odds. So I feel it's going to be inside two rounds. Um, TK, every time I say TKO, I fucking submit them. Every time I say submission, I TKO. So I don't... <laughs> I, I need to just I need to just say I'm just going to finish them you know what I mean because uh, if I'm real specific with it I always get it wrong and I look like a bleeding tool and even though I went in the fourth round I feel like me, me Mystic Max stuff isn't uh, isn't as good as what, what, what his is you know what I mean so I feel like I need to just uh, just predict the finish inside two rounds and yeah just I want to I want to drag this lad and I don't think this lad has ever fought someone who's going to come at him as ruthless as I have from the fights I've watched he kind of likes to fight at a pace that's somewhat spar like you know what I mean he likes to, he likes to, to kick box but like not push a pace that's going to get him too exerted mm. or too exhausted 
he likes to keep it on his terms and move and you know what I mean, keep his breaths going. Whereas I'm I can spar three fives at a very high pace any day of the week. So I'm gonna capitalise on that what I bring to it, my power, me 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 strength, me speed and, and ultimately yeah, just just try to drown him. Baz, well, I'm buzzing for it. I'm buzzing for it. I, I want to see you with uh, the new Mac Daddy uh, Irish handcuffs out there. I, I know uh, Proper 12 sponsored the PFL, so I want to see you with a Proper 12 in one hand and Forge Irish stay with the other post fight uh, and uh, celebrating the win with John. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be an unbelievable journey, this PFL journey that you're on at the moment. Yeah. I, I think you can go all the way. Um, there isn't a featherweight I've seen who who uh, I believe is actually better than you. I think I think you're the man. I think you're gonna go all the way. I think uh, you know this is only the start of this journey for you. And like, look, ever since you come back off that stint that you touched on earlier, you know what I mean. Like you've been a new man and you've been unstoppable. So long may that last. And uh, we wish you the best of luck on the night, Basmo. Anything else to add to that? No, thanks a million, Nate, for, for coming on. Uh, really, really appreciate the honesty. I'm sure whoever's tuning in now will appreciate it as well. Best of skill on Friday, the 18th of August. Yeah. Nate Kelly paints MSG green, white, and orange. Ross, take us away. Guys, thanks a million for everyone for watching. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Make sure to head over to Nathan Kelly's socials and give him a follow as well. How you can be say you're supporting from day one. Nathan, I feel like you have to come in and say something. Yeah, I just want to plug through this one and say thanks to, to obviously my team and my coaches who have been on board and um, uh, all the work they put into me thus far. Uh, John, Dave, Steve, Jay, Barry. Um, I want to thank my sponsors, uh, Euros in in in, uh, in Dublin there, uh, Greek, Slovakia bar, lovely field. They've been coming on board, my main sponsor. Picasso Painting and Decorating is a local painting company. My uh, family friend runs it and he's getting on board to support me. Uh, the Dream Edit is a supplement company. Uh, they, they mainly focus in probiotics and nootropics. Uh, they've, been, they've been coming on. I've actually been taking their, their... They have a supplement called Think Big. It's like a mix of lion's mane mushroom with a lot of uh, B, B vitamins and stuff like that. And I swear to God, boys, I, I've been literally... I don't know whether it's because I have ADHD or if I'm just a bit mental or whatever it is, but like... When, when I take this stuff in the morning with me coffee, I feel like I'm way more productive and stuff like that every single day. You know what I mean? And I'm not even, I'm not even trying to be a salesman here. This is just me <laughs> reflecting on, on it as like it's proper legit. So I want to thank them for jumping on board to supply me with this because I feel like it's going to take me to the next level. And even, even in my personal life, whatever about me fighting, like my personal life, my social life outside of the sport has been helping me be on the ball and all that stuff. And um, obviously, if you're tuning in, it's live on ESPN. And the zone, it should be 2 a.m. Uh, Irish time. I'm um, opening the main card. Normally starts around 2 a.m. Irish time. So, use now where to, to find me if that's the case. Um, and, yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. I really appreciate it. Give me the, the chance to have the platform to tell me a story a little bit and speak, speak, speak the heart and, and speak uh, about the fight. So, thanks for you having me on. And, yeah, hopefully we get... Uh, get in again soon and have another chat after a win and with a forged Irish stout and proper whiskey in hand you know what I mean yeah, I this love, is I number love one that. bullshit Nate <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the man the whole Irish MMA scene is behind you we're behind you we can't wait to see you get the job done uh, like I said like share subscribe and as always stay energised show up the Irish been sussing you guys a couple of times I've seen a couple of clips I think you're done 
some interviews with Dylan Moore and then that I, I, I saw. So keep going, keep up the good work, guys.